Ladies and gentlemen, warning, spoilers ahead. Every year, Hollywood makes hundreds of movies. This is one of them. Gramercy Pictures invites you to the first big screen adventure of Mystery Science Theater 3000. You hit something. You killed the Hubble. At last, the crew aboard the satellite of love can tell jokes without a censor. I'm a naughty boy. Nothing, nothing. And boldly go where no man or robot has gone before. Hey, I'm experiencing a sensation altogether new to me, and frankly, I love it. Watch the gang from Mystery Science Theater as they watch the science fiction classic, This Island Earth. Captain's log, I've lost my toupee and girdle and I can't leave my room. The supreme excitement of our time. See sights never before dreamed by man. Why'd they put the toilet in the middle of the room? Good evening, and welcome to television. G'day! Hello! Hello! Hey! Hey! Whoa! I'm a fellow hunting. And I'm a Wayne Stellini. Welcome to Fred Watch, where we view and review films, everything from the mainstream to the obscure. Yes, this is our very first episode. Yay! Yay! Fred Watch, the Woo! podcast. The podcast. Cue dramatic uh, music. Dun, dun, dun. It's like uh, Spaceballs, the musical, Spaceballs, the merchandise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fred Watch, the podcast. <laughs> Subtle hint there. Buy our merchandise. Buy our merchandise. <laughs> and with that, we shall jump straight into it. That's right. Philip, so what are we reviewing today for our first film? Today, we are reviewing Mystery Science Theatre 3000, the movie. Tell us about it, Janet. This 1996 comedy starring Michael J. Nelson, Trace Ballou and Kevin Murphy is the film adaptation of the popular television series of the same name. It follows life on the satellite of love. Captive Mike Nelson and his robot buddies Tom Servo and Crow T-Robot are forced by the evil Dr. Clayton Forrester to watch terrible old movies in order to turn their brains to mush with the ultimate goal of world domination. This ultimately fails as the gang finds humour and enjoyment in their mockery of the 1955 B-grade sci-fi This Island Earth. Wayne. Philip. What did you think of it? <laughs> Well, this was an interesting movie to bring to me. I had not heard of the TV series upon which it is based. Mm -hmm. So it was something quite fresh and new, not really knowing much about the premise or the concept. In that regard, the film was actually quite self-explanatory, as you've summarised in your introduction there. I'm not really sure if this is the type of film that gets with my humour. A lot of the gags didn't land for me. I didn't find anything all that interesting with our protagonist, Mike, played by Michael J. Nelson, who, let's face it, can't really act and is overshadowed by puppets. Those puppets are quite engaging, I think, and quite fun to watch. It almost feels like a bit more of a naughty version of Sesame Street sometimes. <laughs> There's humour to be had here, but I feel like there was a sense of nostalgia for you watching mm, this because mm. you seem to be quite a fan of the TV series. Mm. So what were your thoughts revisiting it? Well, it's funny you should say that because when I discovered this movie, it was actually 
a complete accident. Oh, okay. So, back in the day, there was this little thing called LimeWire. (laughs) (laughs) And... I used to, yes, I used to pirate things here and there, you know, teenage, edgy, rebel, rebel, all that rubbish. And the problem with LimeWire was that things were often mislabeled. Okay. So I was looking for comedy movies and stuff, and this, I can't remember the label it was under, but I downloaded it, and it wasn't what I was looking for. Right. However, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed this weird thing. Yes. So, yes, there is a good touch of nostalgia. And I would actually have to say that after this viewing, Mm. I think I agree with you to an extent. Okay. So, I did not enjoy this viewing. Okay. I didn't actually enjoy this particular viewing. Oh, right. But I have a theory to explain this, why I've enjoyed it so often. Because, to be honest, a friend of mine recently bought me this DVD. Mm. And I watched it before I came to watch it with you. And I laughed my ass off. Okay. Absolutely ripper. Loved it. I feel so responsible. (laughs) (laughs) And a little ashamed. But there are two big reasons why I enjoyed it. And was one of them, I wasn't in the room? Quite possibly. (laughs) Because the first reason I feel is when I watched it, I watched it with this friend and a couple of other friends and we all got into it. Right. Secondly, and this doesn't explain how I enjoyed it when I was younger, teen, but we were drinking. Yeah. And I think when you allow yourself to have a bit of a drink, have a bit of a laugh, it's kind of like when you put on Family Guy in the background. Yes. Now, Family Guy, you can argue, is actually really good stuff as opposed to this. But my point is, when you have it on in the background, nobody's sitting there watching it for the nuance of the show. They're watching it for the sight gags, Peter's cutaways. Yes. Oh, look at this bit. Look at this bit. Yeah. And that's what I felt we had. We had just a bit of a silly laugh at a silly show. Yeah. When I watched it when I was younger, I do honestly think I did enjoy it. Yeah. Because it is a show with silly, childish gags. I enjoyed this when I was sort of 16, 17. Right. And it really does hit to that teenage humor yes and i think had i seen it for the first time at that age i'm sure i would have loved it i'm sure i would have gone and watched the tv series as Mm, well mm. that it is based on but i found in terms of this viewing for me i was more interested in the movie they were watching because as you know i love film film historian is somewhere within me boasting to come out and I was really interested in this Island Oath. So I was more captivated by the film they were watching, a bad B-grade movie. Mind you, the overall idea of us watching a bad B-grade movie <laughs> about people watching a bad, a bad B-grade, B-grade movie, movie is really quite endearing, I won't lie. It would be interesting in the future for us to show you there's another series they did. Right. Exact same concept, except I think they get rid of the puppets and it's just... <laughs> The puppeteers coming in and the three men watching a show. Oh, okay. They've taken away the concept that they're doing it for kids or teenagers. Because it does get... This show does actually get a little bit 
raunchy, a little bit randy, a yes. little bit. But you can tell they're doing it on that line of teenagers. Yes. It's the border of, are we allowed to say this? Are we not allowed to say this? Don't yeah. worry, it's not for eight-year-olds. Yes. Well, even in the best children's TV shows, there's a lot of adult humor. Yes, I that's mean, it. Rewatch the Rugrats now that yes, you're an adult. That's it, you'll that's notice it. a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, most certainly. And But because of this, they do a series, and I've not seen it myself, mm. but they do... Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Okay. They do Terminator. They do other, I think, more nerdy pop culture pieces. Right. But they do it with the same premise. Just now they don't have to worry about throwing in the obligatory robot uh, awkward joke or the... Ah, uh, I want to say this, but I've got to word it this way because of kids. Right. So by remo- removing the puppets means you don't have to really aim your humor or the gags at children. That's it. And it does sound a bit silly to suggest then that the gags are juvenile. I don't care. I actually enjoy those types of gags. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some missed opportunities though. Oh, most certainly. Yeah. And I think that's where it sort of got me. The puppets were the more interesting characters. Yes. I would have loved it just to have been them as I said, wasn't that attached to Mike at mm, all. Mm. I became more interested in the film they were watching. Yep. A few of the lines made me laugh out loud, especially yep. where, you know, there's a knock on the door and they go, oh, there's the script. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. You laugh. That's I it. thought that was really I, I heard that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only time you audibly laughed. Um, but again, some of the silliness for me, and for me, this movie comes down to the moments. Yes, the whole yeah. thing, in a straight viewing like this... Mm. I did find myself going, okay, I'm not enjoying it as much. Yes. But there were still those moments that made me smile. And maybe it is nostalgia. Like, you know, all 400 parts. $3.99, sir. (laughs) (laughs) The part where they're watching the planet being destroyed. And then the the alien turns around and says, that's enough. Normal view. (laughs) Normal view. And they just sing it because there's a scene where it's just watching a planet and now you're turning it off and you're putting dramatic music to it. (laughs) That is stupid. That is the B-grade stuff, which I know you love, but to Mm. me, I just go, really? Who checked this off? I could ask that about the entire film, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and that's true too. But I do love the premise and I think Mm. this is why I'd like to actually see this unfiltered version the version where they're able to go this is what we wanted to do without execs it sounds really interesting Mm. especially because it's a different type of film critique criticism and parody perhaps you know depending on how they treat this new version of it I think that with this particular film, though, it feels like a TV show. Yeah. And I don't like my films feeling feeling like a TV TV show. show. Some of the Star Trek movies, the ones later on with the new generation and so forth, feel like extended episodes of the TV series. And I feel like that this isn't any different. Again, not having seen the TV show, but again, it feels like one. Yeah, no, I'll definitely give that. So, Wayne, final thoughts and score out of five. Well, the premise of this film is quite interesting and engaging. Yes, the humour didn't quite land for me most of the time, but there were elements of fun here. One of the things it did make me do was want to watch the movie they're watching, This Island Earth, because, you know, again, I love B-grade movies, especially from the 50s. I'm grateful that the film essentially introduced me to another film. Yeah. When we go and watch that, Philip, I'll see how grateful (laughs) I am. (laughs) And I'll be quoting Mystery Science (laughs) Theatre. 
all the way through the, yeah, the, yeah. the viewing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's uh, that bit. It's that. Bit. <laughs> but for me, in terms of this particular film, I could only give it two out of five. What were your thoughts and feelings? So if I'd been scoring this, you know, the other night after having a bit of a drink with my mates, (laughs) if I'd been scoring this when I was 17, if I'd been scoring this before this particular viewing, I'd give it a four to five. Wow. Because I really do enjoy it. I laugh. I think it's absolutely great humour. It's humour that I feel inspired me and has, has helped me develop my own sense of humor in the future so it's very goon-esque very monty python-esque it's very sort of uh, and that parody and that sarcasm and the satire and all that jazz however having sat and watched it now (laughs) so watching it sober and with a cynic that's it that's it and watching it you know for what it is yes for the purpose of a review exactly i'd actually have to agree and give it a two out of five. Oh it wow just <laughs> does not yeah no, it does not capture me in the light of day it does not capture me however whilst it's a two out of five in the light of day next time i go drinking i know full well it's a movie that will come out <laughs> Okay, I feel like that perhaps we need to revisit this at some stage. I think so. With a cider in hand. Possibly, yes. <laughs> a big bowl of popcorn in the other. Big bowl of popcorn <laughs> and 20 other people. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so Wayne, what have you got in store for us next time? Well, next time I'm going to offer another B-grade movie, I guess. Ooh. Yes, so I see your B-grade movie and raise you another B-grade movie. <laughs> This one's from Australia, a fantastic, underrated Ozploitation film. Ooh. Yeah, I think you're going to love it, Philip. It's called Fortress. Dun-dun-dun. Yes, cue dramatic music. <laughs> it's a lot of fun and a great thrill ride. Nice. Cool. Well, I know my mate Lister's big into Ozploitation, so you know, he's going to enjoy listening to that episode. Fantastic. Well, hopefully beautiful. he loves the movie and loves the review as well. Ripper. <laughs> well... I've been a Philip Hunting. And I've been a Wayne Stellini. And, and you've, you've just, just experienced, experienced Fred Watch. Watch. Cue music. Dun, 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 dun. Stop that, Philip. <laughs> uh, and scene. <laughs> <laughs>